on. Uh, okay, did I do that right? Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Yeah, it takes a little bit to set that thing up, so uh, so I just didn't I didn't set it up because I wasn't sure if you were going to be home tonight or what was going on. So how's the smog out your way? Uh, it's not bad actually. The weather's really good. Now we're hearing about they've got all those wildfires around you, and that uh, it's causing a bit of a smoke in Vancouver. I did see uh, the other day. Uh, I was at where I'm at right now, like down by the waterfront, where you can see Stanley Park, and there was definitely some kind of fire going on over there. But I think they handled it pretty quick. Yeah, I don't know about the specifics of what's going on around here, but everything seems basically okay. Is it just today or in general or like oh what? Oh my god, no, it sounds like from what we're hearing, it sounds like the whole west is burning up out there. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh you know, woods and stuff around too that are not uh, you know, the actual city proper, so I don't really know about all that. It well, is I think most of it's uh, like in the, in the northern part and um it may be on like in the mountainous area there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they were saying that uh, there's quite a bit of smoke that's coming down around around Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I haven't noticed that at all. So I guess I guess I got lucky because <laughs> I avoided the crappiness. Man, I found a spot that uh, I think this will be a good phone to use. It's, uh, it's like this big convention center down by the water. And uh, so it's pretty quiet and it's pretty empty. And uh, it's where all the cruise ships dock. But there's, oh, yeah. and uh, so normally there's a big boat outside this window that I'm at, but there's none today. So it's, I'm like in front of a big window, and just all the mountains are just right there. It's, it's pretty good, pretty good little spot. So what time is it there now? Five o'clock? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not six sure. O'clock? It's four hours less. Than four hours. You, okay, it's uh, almost ten o'clock. So yeah, six o'clock. Almost six, six. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, I guess since it is kind of late your time too, I won't I won't keep you too long. It'll just give you the quick update, I guess, on what's what's been going on around these parts. So uh, so yeah, this apartment that I met, that's all been pretty cool. And uh, and I guess basically, I, I don't know. It's been kind of still like I'm surprised how well I'm kind of adapting to just being on my own. <laughs> you know, like uh, I've actually been getting like tons of writing done. I've been like super productive because. I don't know, I just leave the house and I've got this little uh, phone with a keyboard attached that just fits in my pocket and that's what I do all my like writing on. So that's easy, you know, I'm not lugging anything around. And uh, and there's just nothing else to do and no one else that I know. So it's like, well, let's just go find a different part of the city and just go hang out there and write stuff. And yeah, it's been working out really well. Now, you're must, it's getting kind of close to the end of another month, so have you found another place? Yeah, no, so what happened with that is, well, basically, uh, most days, you know, everything's like, yeah, cool, I'm just in the city and it's all fun. But there was this one day where uh, I was out at Stanley Park, which is like the huge, awesome park that it's like the size of, I don't know if it's quite the size of downtown, but it might be. It's basically like half yeah, of... Yeah, we were there when we went out to visit you the first time there. Yeah, it's pretty beautiful, amazing. Beautiful park. Vancouver really is like just ridiculous like even that I'm just by these mountains right now it's like it's crazy because I was thinking because you know I grew up by the river in Fredericton and I would always try to spend time by the water by the lake when I could in Toronto because it just kind of I don't know I just like that I guess being next to water but man compared to to this like Toronto has got nothing like I liked the Toronto waterfront but these mountains and stuff it's it's insane like like, I guess it's a little expensive to live in Vancouver, but it's not that different for a city. And really, I don't know, I find even 
it seems like like these mythical like cheap places to live that doesn't really exist in North America really you know like it's cheaper but it's not that much cheaper and then I come down here and like this is all here and I'm just like wow this is this is nuts like this is I almost like wish people that just grew up in Vancouver would leave for a while so they would know how good this is <laughs> you know cuz I don't know that they really really get it but anyway so I was out at Stanley Park and it was this beautiful day and uh, I like rolled up my pant legs and was just like splashing around in the water and it was just like the coolest. But for some reason that, just cause that one moment was so good, that's when it sort of hit me that like, this really is weird that I don't know anybody. <laughs> like this is, this is actually kind of strange. So some little switch flipped in my brain. So that day when I went home, I did decide like, all right, now I'll Facebook everybody that I used to know here in Vancouver and like hang out with people and stuff. Cause this is getting a little weird. So uh, I was surprised too, like how quick it all came about. So there's this girl, Heidi, that uh, was the head projectionist when I worked at the movie theater. So she took me up to the projection booth at the old theater I worked at to show me what it's like now, now that movies are digital. And uh, it was weird. It was like, I'm glad I got to see it, but it's like kind of sad because all the big projectors and the big platters that the movie would go on and like big, loud, crazy things are all gone. Now it's just like, just computers just computers that play the movies and it's like man what a downer like that's just gone (laughs) it's like so weird but she also is a projectionist at science world where they have like the giant curved imax screen so she showed me that and that one was nuts because it's like the old projection system except it's 70 millimeter film instead of 35 so it's double sized and it's just enormous so most of the movies are gone but the ones that are left are like super duper ones <laughs> so so that was pretty cool uh and then also this guy doug that uh used to be a projectionist uh i'm gonna go out to his place on saturday he's having like a movie marathon with a bunch of his friends and just watching movies all night so i'm like all right cool like that was that was neat like just kind of snap my fingers and i've got some friends all of a sudden <laughs> so that's that's good but then where it got a little it's ultimately going to be good but a little weird with uh with staying places is I still know one guy from the coffee shop, this guy Vince. And he was like, oh man, cool. Like, yeah, if you need a place to stay, like you can just come stay at our place. We have extra space. Him and his brother live together and uh, we'll just charge you cheap rent and you can just stay with us and that'll be cool. So that kind of got me to stop looking for a place for September. Cause I'm like, all right, that's no problem. I got that sorted with Vince. But, but then it got a little shooken up where the, the plan has changed a little bit where Vince is going to move out and move in with his girlfriend, but his brother is going to need a roommate. So I can just, uh, assuming it all goes okay, I can just take Vince's spot and move in with his brother, but not till October. So September now is this weird transition period where I've got to find a place for September. So, uh, you know, it's, so that's just been a little bit uh, annoying because I just found this out yesterday, basically. So I went on Craigslist and I'm looking for places again, like just places that are available for September. So that something uh, like uh, sauna couches and stuff, right? <laughs> like what? Sorry. Oh, uh, when you were at the sauna place. Before. Oh, the sauna. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The uh, the the weird. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the a sauna. Was place. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, uh, that's uh, that's what's kind of weird is like. If I was on Craigslist just looking for an apartment, you know, short-term or long-term, whatever, it would be easier. But because I'm only looking for September, there are people that are renting stuff for just September. But, like, I found out from this guy that I'm renting from this month, like, he's told me he got, like, the 150 replies or whatever. 
So like I'll email these people and just be like, hey, yeah, this would be cool. I need a place for a month and just not hear back because there's so many people doing the same type of weird shit as me. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of not, it's just like frustrating. It's like just to, to email and not hear back. So I think I might just go back to like staying at that uh, the therapy place or like the Airbnb, like figure out something like that. Cause it's not even, it is more expensive, but it's not that bad. Like how my rent this month was like 700 bucks and my rent in Toronto was 800. And it looks like if I do that Airbnb thing, it'll be about 800. Like it's usually about $200 a week to stay at somebody's house. And it's only for the one month and it is just just, How much will it be when you move in with the with the brother? I actually, I don't know. I didn't ask you the exact amount, but it's like out in Burnaby. It's not even in the city proper, and uh, I'm sure it won't be that bad. I'm going to meet up Vince with Vince in a few days and figure it out. If it is for some reason crazy expensive, it's not till October, so I just won't do it. But it does seem like, I mean, that's always been how I've ever had an apartment, you know, in New York or Toronto. It's always like just someone else has a lease and I just move in, so I have a feeling that'll probably work out well once again out here but yeah i don't have the exact details but yeah so basically it's like that that's kind of what i'm starting to see is that it'll probably cost me an extra 100 150 bucks to do the airbnb thing instead of struggling through craigslist but craigslist is just like such a pain i just like uh you know it's like like this it's just like yeah like people just don't even get back to you and it's like dude i need a place to live like fuck this so at least with airbnb it's just just a done deal it's like whatever and it's one of those things too though like i found with the uh with the acupuncture place like that was because i needed a place right away but that was also like downtown like that was by queen elizabeth park it was like an awesome location a lot of the places i'm looking at on airbnb now that are still you know about 200 bucks a week maybe a little less they're not downtown they're in like weird places in like north york or new westminster or just different places around but that's fine i don't care <laughs> you know like the the public transit is amazing here like you can just go everywhere and like it'll take me a little time but where am i trying to get to <laughs> you know <laughs> so what if it takes me a little time to get back downtown or get to the water or get to wherever i'm going like a lot of times I like to just go on the little sea bus that uh, it's just a barge basically but that goes over to North Vancouver for no reason just because you get to ride on a cool boat and just be over there and yeah I don't know so I guess I don't have it totally sorted but uh yeah I think that's I think I'm just gonna do the Airbnb thing because at least it's like so much so much more uh direct and you know it's like all right here's the place I have available here's how it works and then you get in touch with someone and they either say yay or nay it's not this weird amorphous craigslist i hope someone gets back to me fucking bullshit that you know the time is ticking i only got like a week and a bit so so anyway you'll probably be getting some some credit card stuff uh of rent stuff i'll let you know you know send you the receipts and stuff just so you know okay oh i got all my tax money i got a a message from my old landlady from uh toronto i was like hey you got this uh this mail should i just open it for you and i was like yeah yeah open it tell me what it is so it's like my 2011 through 2014 gst thing all together oh yeah so it was uh a thousand a hundred and fourteen dollars oh nice so i checked and yeah it's been auto deposited so that's pretty cool so i got some money from taxes and and i yeah well i knew eventually if you would file the damn stuff <laughs> yeah <some> credit. <laughs> yeah i'll try to keep on top of it now i mean now that i've done it all it's not that big a deal it's just just seemed 
like tough, but yeah, it's really it's really not bad. And now I've got it all set up too for uh, to be like auto deposited, and uh, and all my stuff is digital, no more mail-in stuff. So anyway, that's basically how it seems like it's going. Is that September is going to be another sort of uh, somewhat somewhat weird month? Yeah, because I'm thinking also with these Airbnb things, like what if what if I get to a place and I don't really like it or they have like really strict weird hours or something weird so I'm planning on like a week at each place like find four places and just do a week at each type of thing so uh and then after that it looks like things will all work out with Vince and his brother but if they don't even then at least I'll be on Craigslist looking for an actual place to stay at not not these weird like one month little gap stuff so I think it's all going to sort out in approximately five to six weeks <laughs> until then still just kind of little as hoboing it but man no, it's just so great to be out here i really am like like even though i'm like oh it sucks that i'm not hanging out with people i know from here or there or wherever but it wouldn't be worth going back for you know <laughs> and uh matt and his girlfriend are coming this weekend for like a wedding or something so already you know people are oh. starting to yeah, they're doing Airbnb also, so like they're not getting in till late. So I'm just gonna go pick up their key for them and hang out at the place till they show up. And like Airbnb is like cool; it's really neat. Their place is nuts though. It's downtown on Robson, you know, all fancy pants. And for two days, it's like 250 bucks. <laughs> but if you want to be right downtown, I guess. Well, and you know what? If you if you were staying at a motel or a hotel, you'd pr- you'd be paying, yeah, probably about 100 bucks a night. Yeah. And that wouldn't be right downtown either. Yeah, and I mean, if worse comes to worse, there is always the acupuncture place. I can always go back, but I'm going to try to avoid that just because it is a little, uh, a little rigid with uh, like the times I have to be there and stuff. But, but yeah, basically things are going pretty well. And then I'm still going to, you know, plan to get a some job type thing at some point set up. But but I really am amazed too how much, like how productive I've made. I've like kind of been learning to become where it's like one of those things where I always thought oh it'd be cool to be a writer and it's just really hard to do but I mean people do it it's possible it's just you really do need to have that nose to the grindstone every single day thing and I just could never do that but uh, but I don't know I feel like I'm in a really good groove now of just like this little phone in the pocket is amazing like even just carrying around like I mean obviously writing on a computer was a big step up from a typewriter you know, not being able to really correct stuff, but then you're still chained to this computer. And then there's laptops and that's all right, but you still got to drag around a laptop. This thing, it's crazy. Like I could just pick a weird provincial park or something and find out what bus goes there and just go there and just have this thing in my pocket and just sit down at a bench and start writing. Like it's, it's crazy. If I can pull this off, it'll be the coolest (laughs) career you could ever have, you know? But in the meantime, yeah, Vince actually, he said he could get me a job also, but I know this is a bad, maybe a bad foot to start off on, but, uh, you know, someone's offering me a job, but I just really don't want to do it. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's tech support for Shaw Cable, and uh, my friend Erin used to do that job, who lives out here too. She did it for like five years. She told me it's miserable, and even just, I mean, of course it's miserable. You're in a call center all day, just in a crappy little cubicle and just taking people's you know tech problems all day and and it's not the kind of job where you can do part-time it's like you got to do it full-time 
and and I know it's like a flight of fancy that I'm just out here going to parks and doing writing and blah 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 but but like I don't know just to slam the brakes on and just go sit in a cubicle but some people oh. have to do that you know <laughs> yeah some people do have to pay their way completely on their own that's the thing though is even 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 that though I mean when I first moved to Vancouver I, I I mean I borrowed two grand from you before I left but then the whole rest of the time I I paid my own rent and stuff and I still didn't work a full-time job because I just don't spend money <laughs> you know it's like it's not how much you make it's how much you spend so that's always in the back of my head is like well I could I'd way rather do that like even if I was just a barista like something that people consider a bad job but you know you're on your feet you're talking to people you're in a well-lit coffee shop with music playing and stuff like to me that's a way better job that wouldn't make me hate my life i just i just know this call center thing like there's no way there's no way i would last like a month or two and i just i would quit anyway because that's a fucking miserable nightmare job <laughs> you know? but it pays like 17 dollars an hour and vince is like oh you'll get all this money and you work with me it'll be fun and it's like yeah i don't think it will be I think he was a little put off that, you know, I wasn't diving right on it. I, and I, you know, I know how easy it is to uh, offend people, especially about their work. So I was, we were just talking on text and I was really trying to be careful. Like, really, like, I really do appreciate this and maybe, but I just really don't want to dive into anything. And he was really pushing. He's like, I'm offering you a job. Are you kidding? You don't want this job? And it's just like, I don't, man. I really don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm sure you think it's the greatest, but it's not. It's not the greatest. It's the worst. Yeah, well, you know, people who, there must be people who find your lifestyle somewhat odd. Oh, yeah, no doubt, I'm sure. You know, the, you know, people who have to get up every day and go to work and maybe have a good work ethic. I mean, obviously you don't. You used to. But did, I don't know that you ever did. No, yeah, no, what do you I mean? Never did. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I mean, I think uh, that's the other thing, too, is I don't know. I just, uh, I mean, I have, like like hundreds of pages like thousands probably at this point of like notes for books and writing and stuff i've just never really gotten i've never really gotten good at pulling it all together like i do have or or like these podcasts that i do and all this stuff like you know i have work ethic for stuff that i care about but yeah no I, i totally admit it for something i'm not interested in it's just for someone else's bottom line like i have zero desire to do that i just have none and i don't know i mean i just it's just how it is I used to feel a little guilty about it, but I mean, there's enough other people in the world. Like, I'm sure there's other people that would love this Shaw job. I would be taking it from them so they can have it, you know? <laughs> like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I really, I mean, obviously I need to, I need to get some kind of job to get, you know, to pay my way a little better on my own. But it just, it really doesn't have to be a $17 an hour nose to the grindstone fucking misery job. It just, I just, I don't need that. And whether, I mean, I just, I just can't, I just can't do it, <laughs> you know? If I can't even make myself go to school, I certainly can't make myself go sit in a cubicle job, like. Because I did that a little bit when uh, it was a different situation, but that girl, Erin, again, she got me this job before I left Vancouver the first time. Uh, did I tell you about this, about skip tracing? Yeah. So it was the same basic thing, like it was a more interesting job because we were trying to track down debtors, so we were calling up their, you know, friends and relatives and trying to sort of trick them into giving information. It was almost like a little detective thing, which I wasn't really that good at, but at least that was like somewhat engaging. But the nuts and bolts of it were get up at real early in the morning, go to a cubicle, sit in front of a phone every day. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I couldn't do that. 
Yeah, uh, it was brutal. The, the person even who hired me was like, you know, we're gonna give you a try because uh, Aaron says you'll be good and we love Aaron. But but they told me right up, straight up, that you know it, you don't seem like the right personality for this job. Like I don't think you can do it. And I was like, ah, I can do it. Come on. And then I quit in five weeks. <laughs> you know, so that, like, that's kind of what I wanted to try to. I mean, I mean, when I see, I still haven't actually seen Vince face to face yet. I'm gonna meet him in a few days. But uh, you know, maybe I'll try to impart that idea. It's like it seems like oh, this would be so cool. I'll get keep this job and we'll be working together and it'll be fun. But I'll just. I'll just quit and make you look bad. Like, you don't want me there. <laughs> you know? I'd be like, oh, yeah, Vince hired that, got us to hire that guy who knew he was going to hate it and then hated it. Yeah, so, anyway. Well, at least you you seem to know what it is that you don't want to do. Oh, let me tell you this, too, while I'm just ranting a little about job stuff. So, so this girl, Heidi, like, she was a projectionist long before I became one. She was always, like, the... the like queen of projection right like she did all the projection stuff she was the head projectionist she was the top dog she knew all the stuff if there was ever something someone didn't know how to do or how to fix or change a giant xenon light bulb or something it was always her and she's been there forever right i mean to the point where now that there's only one real projector left at science world she's still the one that handles it like she's the best and not to toot my own horn but i was awesome too like i was kind of the second in command while i was there i was the first projectionist to ever win employee of the month <laughs> like I know I was fucking I was good at that shit so Heidi took me to the the theater and uh, you know she has all the access codes so she just took me up to the projection booth and we didn't go to the office and we didn't get confirmation and you know she wasn't actually on the clock at the time technically you know I guess we're not supposed to be there but uh, who better than us like what's gonna happen <laughs> you know Heidi especially is like the, she's been there for 10 years and she's uh, amazing and she's just showing me around, like, because it's fun, because I'm interested to see how projection has changed in seven years, which is considerably. But while we were up there, I don't know, some some manager lady who I vaguely remember, like, she's also been there forever, who's about our age and maybe a little older, and she bumped into us up there, and I kind of recognized her face, and I was just like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Like, this is cool. Like, hey, how are you? Whatever. But she was all just like, like just this pathetic towing the line bullshit of like, Heidi, you're not supposed to have people up here and now I'm going to have to write you up and you're going to get some kind of demerit thing or whatever our stupid system is. And, and it just, man, it was like such a downer to an otherwise super cool day for no reason. Like just that, uh, just following the stupid corporate like little rule set with no sense of like autonomous decision making I mean it's me and Heidi it's nothing that could ever be wrong and uh, it's probably a bit of a power trip that she was on too absolutely like there's just no question about it it kind of reminded me of when I started at that theater and I just worked at the yogurt stand and somebody yelled at me once for not wearing black socks because I guess I didn't read our employee guide (laughs) close enough but that's a thing you're supposed to wear black socks it is a similar feeling to that but I was just some nobody who just worked at the yogurt stand. Now it's like 10 years later, and Heidi has been there her, for her whole adult life, and she's still getting, like, this bullshit from some asshole manager who's a manager at a movie theater. Like, again, that's not... I don't know what they get paid, but I'm sure it ain't a lot. Movie theaters are not doing that well. And you don't need any training to be a manager at a movie theater. You just don't leave. You just stay there long enough, and they make you a manager. And the whole thing just puts such a bad taste in my throat. It's like, 
Like, I will do anything to not be in that situation. I would sleep on the streets over being in that situation, you know? I mean, it's just not worth it. Yeah, to have people pull these power trips on you for a fucking minimum wage paycheck or whatever. It's like, fuck you. Are you fucking insane? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Just like, man, it took me like an hour to shake that off. I was just like, oh, God, I just am so mad. Like, what the fuck was that? Why did that happen? What is that all about? Disgusting to me. It was like, because I was having that kind of thought a little bit. It's like, well, it's sad that there's no more projection. And if I did work at this movie theater, I'd have to just tear tickets or do some dumb job. You know, it wouldn't be the same. But here's Heidi and here's these other people that are still here and like I got kind of an in and maybe it'd be fun to go back to the movie theater and then that was just like a fucking Monty Python foot out of the sky just like nope not going back there never like never if somebody pulled that on me I would just quit I'd walk out in that instant god horrible anyone who happens to listen to this that is that type of person you're the worst <laughs> you know you're terrible well, usually people, when they're like that, they're a little bit frustrated. They're either perfectionists, and they want everybody else to be perfectionist, too, or they're a little frustrated. Right. they got to take it out on everybody else that's around them. Yeah. And they, and they kind of believe that that makes them um, look better or more in control, more uh, authoritarian, you know, more just just more on the ball like I'm the, I'm the I'm the king or the queen around here and the rest of you are just the plebs but really it doesn't it makes them look worse yeah it's it's really awful yeah and I'm sure there's a bit of it too is just uh, also like kind of a a fear of not following the rules like oh well then if she doesn't if she doesn't you know if someone found out that she knew someone was in the booth and she didn't report it like then what if the regional manager found out and it's like i'm sure it's a combination of all that what kind of a put down would she get for not doing anything about it when she knew that heidi was bending the rules a little bit man it's funny though because i really am like if anything too far the other way where i kind of forgot about this stuff until i was talking to heidi but like all we would do in the projection booth is uh we didn't even have to wear uniforms. We were supposed to, but our our manager guy, this guy Richard, he was really cool and he didn't make us. But we were the only theater in the Cineplex chain that, like, even though you're just up in the booth, you're supposed to wear the dumb uniform, and we didn't have to. And apparently after he left, they tried to make the projectionists wear these uniforms, and the, but it was like people kind of rebelled. It's like, why? Why are we doing this? But we, so basically we just had uh, a, a walkie-talkie, and... We just were dressed in normal clothes, walkie-talkie. We just we just could do whatever we wanted all day at the theater as long as the movies all worked fine. And if something was wrong, they could radio us. So I got the bright idea eventually, because it is a lonely, weird job in some ways being up there. And we have this service elevator that you can go down and just sneak out the back of the building. So I realized if I snuck out, you know, all the movies are playing, everything's going to be fine for at least an hour. If I snuck down that elevator and went to the Tim Hortons that was like down the block, the uh, the radio still worked. Like they could still radio me, and then they wouldn't know. I could run back in time that they wouldn't know. And I started pushing it pretty hard. Like one time, I went to this falafel place I really liked that was like six blocks away. So far that the radio actually did cut out, and I was like, all right, I'm never doing that again, just in case. But but anyway, I started doing this type of shit. And then Heidi told me that she's like, yeah, I never did. I never left and did that type of stuff until you started. And then I did it all the time. <laughs> so I was like the rogue agent that was like spreading, spreading the disease of like, like, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's set. The movies are running. 
why shouldn't I go to Tim Hortons? Just because it's in your rules that I shouldn't? Like, fuck off. <laughs> so, well, uh, it's lucky that you're you're not planning on going back to that place because guess what? <laughs> if anybody's <laughs> listening to this podcast, they're going to say, hey, we're not going to hire that guy to work in our movie theater. He's always sneaking off to Tim Hortons. Yeah, no, I guess, but... Uh, I don't know, that made me proud when I heard that, that I mean, because Heidi, you know, like I said, she's the greatest. She's the best, the tip-top best projectionist. And even she was like, why should, what, why not? Like, why am I just sitting in this weird, dank, lonely booth waiting for the movies to end for no reason? And just like, why not go to Tim Hortons? Yeah. See, that's the thing, too, is I think, I mean, we'll see what job I eventually settle into. But, but I mean, I think there's a very clear value to that kind of thinking. Like, for higher level, like, better, more useful jobs, it's not, there, it's not valuable to just follow the rules and just do what the person ahead of you says to do. You're supposed to be autonomous and have your own thoughts and sort out your own stuff. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. You should never kowtow to authority unless there's some good reason for it. Yeah, so in these jobs, these just dumb fucking super corporate jobs where they just want you to follow the rules like no i can't do that but i'm glad i can't do that <laughs> you know that would be a, a way worse life brutal so anyway this is a long way of saying that yeah even though it was it seemed so great that i'm just like oh hey vince haven't seen you in seven years but awesome you're gonna hook me up with an apartment and a job like this is the greatest friends are great but i don't want the job <laughs> like <laughs> i just can't do it I mean, that's the thing. He's like, yeah, it's 17 bucks an hour, and like, it's they get little bonuses and crap. He said it's easy to, you know, you can walk away with a paycheck that's like 1,200 bucks, but, but no, <laughs> you know, I just don't want to do it. You just don't like to conform. No, no, I really don't. I really don't. So yeah, that's basically that's what's been up though. That's that's the update. Basically, though, everything is still, yeah, it's like a little slow to settle, but but still really cool. Like this waterfront, oh my god, it is so crazy how beautiful it is. Like I just come hang out here like every day. It's so good. I just can't imagine um, what you're going to end up doing, if anything, maybe nothing. That's, uh, I don't know, that's one thing I was thinking too, it would be kind of interesting if I do end up just getting a... Uh, just a basic kind of crap job that just to fill the gap like it, it's almost just like a story waiting to happen you know because <laughs> like when this manager chick in the uh in the projection booth was giving Heidi the little dress down like I had I don't know I tried to like joke a little bit and I said like hey remember I was fucking employee of the month back in the day like you know we're not gonna hurt anything but I didn't want to push it because I just didn't want Heidi to get in more trouble and whatever I don't work there but but it really is like if that had happened to me 10 years ago I would just swallow down the bitter anger and just whatever keep it to myself and that's just not going to happen now if I ever end up in a situation like that it's going to explode immediately <laughs> you know and it's just almost I'm almost looking forward to it like if I do get some crap job and someone tries to pull rank on me for no reason boom they are fucking getting it I am quitting that second well they will try to pull rank on you because that's uh I mean, those kind of jobs. Well, even if, even if you're uh, even if you're not kind of tied into those, people are always trying to pull rank on you. Yeah. I mean, like I'm my own boss. I can do whatever I want, but yet I've got the law society always trying to pull rank on me. <laughs> right. Like they sent us a notice around today. They sent us saying, "You've got to order tax certificates from the province of New Brunswick." All that is is building up the coffers for the 
for the province. I mean, we call, we get the number, we get we get tax readings uh, verbally. Tell you they tell you if it's paid or not. But if you have to get the certificate, you got to pay twenty bucks per per pop. Well, that's just building up the provincial coffers. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't pay enough tax money to those idiots. <laughs> so first they sent us a little notice around, and then uh, a couple of months ago. I thought, well, I'm going to ignore it, but obviously all kinds of everybody else are ignoring it too because we get a royal little slap on the wrist. Now you're, the standards say you're supposed to blah, 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 blah. I read that up, bullshit. Not <laughs> paying them, not paying that. I mean, they must be in the, I don't know why they're doing it. It must be in the government's back pocket, some little, well, just bullshit. <laughs> but, yeah, people are always trying to do that. Especially like too, trying to pull rank and make themselves feel more superior. In that case, too, like what you're talking about is a lot. I mean, with money, it's always a different thing, too, where like I I was reading something about the history of uh, income tax in America, and I assume Canada's about the same, but how it all kind of started just because like there'd be a war, and they're like, all right, well, we need to start charging people income tax to pay for this war, and then we'll get rid of it, swear to God. Yeah, that was 1917, yeah. And it just, yeah, like, any time a new thing gets added, it never goes away. So I yeah, wonder if it's, like, it. similar with the law society. Like, they just come up with some new little thing, and then they just add and add and add more and more. Yeah, they came up with this thing where uh, we have to take 12 hours of of um, upgrading every year, and we have to report it. Well, God, it's such a bunch of bogus bullshit. Um, we, go, we go off to these things. Okay, here's, a, here's an example. Uh you can get these ones on the telephone. Well, all you do is just take your telephone off the hook, leave it there off there for an hour. And, and the law that you're talking about is not a thing to do with, like, the law that I do. Um, anyway, at the end of the hour, then I go online, crank it in, oh, yeah, listen to that for an hour. What you mean uh, you... Neil, so, wait. Neil didn't do any of it this winter. I cranked up for him, too, put his hours in. He never listened to a damn... He didn't even sign into it. So, I at least did that. So wait, I think I uh, missed the start. So it's like it's like a class or a course or something, but just on the phone? Yeah, 12 hours. You have to uh, report that you did 12 hours of upgrading. But, but what it all is, the Canadian Bar Association sponsors all these, and you have to pay for them all. Right. We make, there's about seven or eight of us that make a point of finding free ones. I will not pay those guys one more damn cent. We already pay them a great big whack of money every year just to be a member, which I am opposed to, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, they have these courses. And if you paid to get your 12 hours, you'd probably spend about, well, probably about 2500 or $3,000 a year based so, on what the fees that they want. But, oh, we run up to the law school and find out that somebody's giving a little lecture up there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> go sign up for that. And we, and we have to actually go for those ones, for the free ones. You actually have to submit uh, an application and say, I want this one to be accredited because, I mean, what a bunch of crap. So is it like you have to do a certain number of them or something? Well, or? yeah, 12 hours in oh, a year. Right. Hmm. Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I, I guess I can, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's always weird too, like, it's like, I, I guess you guys have been out of law school for a long, long time. Like, there's that theory of like, I don't know, maybe there's new breaking advancements in law, but I assume you would just learn about them as you go, yeah, right? It, it, here's the joke. We do real estate law. There's right. nothing out there for real estate. Right. Or, or you might you might be able to, if you really look, you might find an hour. I mean, the stuff that I've got is all this stuff on administrative law and 
Oh, some of the topics are just, oh, oh, oh if your employee is pregnant, do they have a right to, you know, legal rights there? I mean, I don't care. I'm not hiring an employee who's pregnant. Man, that's funny. That, that's funny too, because like I've I've even gotten to the point where like yeah, like sitting in a classroom to me is pretty worthless. Like I just don't absorb stuff that way. Like I got to be out doing stuff and actually involved in it to learn anything. But then that just to be sitting on the phone listening to it, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like how's anybody getting anything out of that? Well, we've gone up to the law school for a couple of them, and Neil sits there with a novel. Yeah, yeah, I remember you mentioning that to me he's before. Reading, yeah, he's reading his novel while all this boring chit-chats going on. <laughs> and there's been a couple we've gone to because we said, oh, they have a little lunch after. Ooh, yuppie. Well, last year, they've tightened down, battened down the hatches. We went up to two of them thinking, oh, well, we've listen to all this boring crap, get our hour out of it, and then we'll get a little lunch, too. Hey, can't beat that. Hey, no lunch. <laughs> really ticked off. See, that's the thing, too, I always like. Like, I guess that there need to be these drony people to keep you know society moving you know that like all right let's set up this whole i mean it's probably a lot of work set up this whole program all this stuff to offer people choose your 12 hours do all this stuff even though it's basically just worthless and valueless or whatever but that's the thing i always think too is like even if i'm not gonna fit into that type of stuff it's like someone else will someone else will set up all this boring shit and just do the rote work that needs to be done to keep the society moving so if they want to do it and they get paid to do it then good like why why would i do it why do i need to do it someone else is gonna do it yeah but here's the other thing where do they get these boring people from <laughs> right. i think they can speak oh my god they're deadly dull it really is man me and brad are having a little sort of debate about this the other day where he was kind of of the opinion that anyone can learn to do anything you know if they put in enough hours you can learn to be a good writer you can learn to be a painter you can learn to be a whatever public speaker and i don't i absolutely don't believe that i think you really do have to be born with certain inclinations and talents and and that's a good one it's like yeah like if you're not good at speaking you're not good at speaking <laughs> absolutely i agree now there's no question if you have those skills like already that you can learn from other people to enhance it but if you don't have it anyway, forget it. I mean, I've had some of those people, the minute they open their mouth, they're not even, like they always say, you've got to grab your audience in like 20 minutes, and that's it. Right. When your 20 minutes is up, forget it. You're losing them. And I really believe that. Some of these guys, they're into it like two minutes, and it's like, yawn. <laughs> like, and what did he even say? <laughs> like, it's so dull and boring and low-key. Like, yeah, you don't even really know what, like, what, what is he saying? That's what's kind of funny too. Is like, like even if yeah, if someone has a talent, it's still it's still a lot of work and it's still hard to develop it. But yeah, that's probably not coincidence that like if you're a really great speaker, you become a motivational speaker or you become a stand-up comic or something. And then as you go further and further down the talent tree, you're giving the law talk in New Brunswick. <laughs> you know, you're just the boringest person in the world. Like maybe that's not coincidence that those people are so bad at it. Well, they must be able to find somebody who's interesting. You think, right? They don't seem to. Well, that's what I've been thinking lately. It's like lately. the more credentials the get, you get, the worse you are. That's like uh, the one thing I've been thinking of a lot with that kind of thing lately is like uh, video game writing. Like, you know, most TV shows and movies, you know, they're kind of bad, but not like video games are bad. Video game writing is bad beyond all sense. It's just awful. And it's like, well, why don't they hire better people? But then there's that thought, like, what if they aren't there? Like, what if there is nobody in the video game industry that's good at this? What if there is no lawyer 
in New Brunswick that is good at this. At this, maybe there's just nobody, you know. Well, I think that it, it's uh, it's probably like anything. There's a, there's a small number of people who are yeah yeah just naturally good at it. So, like in the lawyer field, you can't just say, oh, they're all boring and dull because they're not. Some of them are very animated, but um, there's probably a very small number of them that are like that. Hey, they got other things to do. They're not going to go around and do the public speaking. Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing too. Is yeah, that idea of just like it just bounces off where it's like they could. They could, yeah, maybe they could offer them all the money in the world. They're like, I don't want to go give a law talk. <laughs> like, yeah, and they're not going to do the net. Go find somebody boring who's already done, you know. And, and, and they're who not going to. they're good enough to do it. And, and they're not going to offer them all the money in the world either. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so if you could offer them all the money and they would say no, whatever money they are offering, they're going to double say no. Like, and that's not to say that some of these things that we go to aren't interesting because they're the occasional ones right but oh. oh my god most of them are just deadly dull i like that though that i just sitting on the phone and just letting it go <laughs> like fuck it why not <laughs> that reminds me of uh my friend jason that i did the wrestling podcast with last year he went to george brown university for some kind of video game development course and they called them we were watching wrestling because you know we were doing a podcast about it like that was our work it was important they called them and we're like uh you know, can you do a survey about your experience with the school? And he's like, come on, I'm busy. Like, I really don't want to do this survey. And, but apparently it's something he signed when he went to the school. Like, you have to do this survey eventually. It's part of your thing. Like, you have to give us feedback. So it took me a while to notice because I just was watching wrestling, but also hearing him on the phone that it was, they were always, they would ask like one, two or three, basically. Like, were you, you know, displeased, neutral or very pleased about different aspects of the course? And he was just going one, two, Three, one, two, three. Like he was just cycling through the answers while he watched wrestling. Because yeah, like that's the thing. You force people into these fucking situations. Like you're not gonna get anything valuable out of it if no one's engaged and no one cares. You get, you just get one, two, three. Like. Well, you know what? And that's maybe the smart way to answer them because some of those things, when they get you on the phone and they ask you those questions, it's like. I mean, I'm not a stupid person, but I'm listening to the person ask me the question, and I'm like, I don't get the question. Like, what do you want me to say? And, and sometimes I've said that to them. Like, what do you want me to say? Because I don't quite know what you're asking me. And they can't say it to you again in such a way that it makes sense. So finally you just say, oh, I don't know, five. Right, yeah, just as average, Two. I don't know. No particular opinion. Yeah, it's weird, too, with stuff like that, like, like, like different aspects of society where they're really obsessed with with that kind of like what do you call that um customer whatever i don't know but just like customer satisfaction or yeah or like when they do uh like show movies to random groups of people to get feedback from them or whatever and just but it's like that but with some weird corporate business that no one cares about anyway fill out our survey and it's like like do you really need a group consensus about these things shouldn't there be an obvious answer and an obvious way to proceed like I don't know. Like, what if all the... One night they, uh, I got one, uh, I think they, I think they were comparing Swiss Chalet and Kentucky Fried Chicken. So, I mean, right off the top, I told them, I said, look, I've been to Swiss Chalet maybe once, I really don't like it. (laughs) Right. Oh, well, no, we're going to ask you some, if you don't mind. So I said, well, all right, it was you're watching TV. (laughs) So, uh, they asked me some kind of negative things about Kentucky Fried Chicken, and then 
they kept asking me these Swiss chalet questions, and it was a, the one to five thing kind of thing. And I kept saying, and I kept interjecting, saying, "Well, I yeah, but I told you, I've only ever eaten there once." Yes, but what did you think of it? Well, I don't know. I only went there once. Well, can't you tell us from one? Oh yeah, well, okay, four. That's like so it, was, it ended up being just a like like your fellow one, two, three, four, five. I was just just right. grabbing figures because obviously they weren't listening to the fact that I didn't go there anyway. That's such a perfect example, too, of like with the job thing is, you know, somebody in Swiss Chalet, corporate, whatever, came up with this dumb thing because they're like, you know, they're just like, I don't know, let's do this, this phone survey thing and we'll get info and we'll use it for give to advertising people or something. And then that's somebody's job. Somebody is wasting their one and only precious life calling up everybody, running them through this survey that couldn't mean less and that no one cares about. Like, that's a perfect example. Like, that's. That's a little worse probably than the Shaw job, but I feel like it's in the same kind of ballpark. And it's like, like, why would I do that? You know, someone else can do that. <laughs> like, why would I do that? And then I know this is like taking it to an extreme, but especially being in Vancouver now where it never gets that cold and there's homeless people everywhere. Like that's kind of my end game thing is I was like, I don't know if, if you and dad just died in a car crash and the family fortune ended up being nothing and whatever. And, I still might not have to get a job. I could live on the streets for 30 years before that life killed me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, there's just no reason to jump through these hoops. It's just not okay, worth it. Somebody the door there. Shit. But anyway. We should probably sign off anyway. Yeah, it's getting late up there, eh? Cool, well, I'm glad I caught you. Nice to do a little podcast catch-up. Oh, looks like I lost you. All right, that phone call cut off, so that's the end of the episode. Thanks, y'all, for listening. See you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye.